Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Mark 8, 31 to 32. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Mark eight thirty one to 32. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. You never rebuke God, right? You never tell him how you think a particular situation should play out. And what about when he doesn't respond to your prayers as you hope? Are you tempted like Peter to correct him? I doubt many of us do that intentionally. Like we would never sit down and say, "Hmm, God, you're really messing up today. I think I better educate you on the proper course of action. But a lot of times our behavior can make the same statements. We can assume like Peter did that we know best how God should handle things. Mark chapter eight tells us about the first time Jesus had predicted his death and his resurrection. Now, this was shortly after Peter had declared in Matthew 16, verse 16, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus commended him for this. But then a short time later, what seems like mere moments, Peter rebuked the son of the living God. Does that blow your mind? It does mine. Until I consider some of the fits I've thrown during challenging or frightening situations. And this had to have been an anxiety-provoking moment for Peter. He had left everything to follow Jesus. He had devoted his life to him for two and a half years. Plus, from a human perspective, this was at the height of their ministry. Crowds were following Jesus from village to village and town to town. He fed thousands and he healed even more, demonstrating clearly, vibrantly, and consistently the coming of God's kingdom. But then came Christ's prediction of something Peter absolutely did not want to hear. His beloved master, the Messiah, killed? That was not what Peter or anyone else was expecting. Like so many others, he probably expected a powerful earthly ruler who would overthrow the Romans and the nearly crippling taxation the government required. I imagine he envisioned a restoration of Israel, a return to the nation's golden years as it had experienced under the authority of King David. 
and maybe first people to experience some of the dominance they had during the days of Joshua, the courageous military leader who, under God's direction with the help of his soldiers, took possession of the promised land. No doubt Peter had read the passages in Isaiah that foretold the coming of a suffering servant, one who would be despised and rejected by the very people he'd come to save, the one who would bear our pain and our sufferings and whom others would consider stricken and cursed by God, whose flesh would be pierced for your and my and Peter's transgressions. I'm certain as a Jew who I assume had been raised on the Jewish scriptures that Peter had heard or read this passage at least once. But the truth it pointed to didn't seem to stick. According to Craig S. Keener, author of the InterVarsity Press Bible Background Commentary, quote, the New Testament writers interpreted some Old Testament texts as referring to the Messiah's suffering, but most Jewish people in the first century did not recognize these texts as referring to the Messiah, who was to reign as king. Most Jewish people believed in the resurrection of all the righteous dead at the end of the age and the inauguration of a kingdom under God's appointed ruler afterward. Jesus' explanation of his mission in 831 thus seems to Peter to contradict his confession of Jesus' Messiahship in 829. Because the Messiah, the humble, meek, and slaughtered Messiah, did not match what Peter had envisioned, nor did Jesus' words regarding his death. And so, when Christ's words contradicted Peter's expectations— Instead of setting his expectations aside, instead of questioning his perception, he questioned the Son of God. But if you follow his story through the resurrection and beyond, you'll notice Peter experienced supernatural rock-solid faith, a faith that became his filter for everything else he experienced rather than the other way around. God wants us all to reach that place, that place where we question our perceptions before we question our God, where we doubt our emotions before we doubt God's truth, and where we learn to filter everything through the lens of truth, which God has so lovingly preserved for us, so that we might know Him and find ever-deepening peace, healing, and freedom through His grace. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for giving us your truth, for preserving your truth over the centuries and bringing it to us through the Bible, your word. We won't always understand everything we read, and sometimes the things we read will make us uncomfortable. Sometimes we won't like what we read, but Lord, help us to set aside our expectations. Help us to set aside our preconceived notions and our emotions and to bring ourselves to receive your truth. Open our hearts to your truth, Lord. Make us ready to receive you. Open our hearts, Lord, that we may receive deep in the core of our being your truth. In the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com.
Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.